Newsbreak podcast. SADAG has continued to receive calls from people in college and schools and high schools, even primary schools, as well as from teachers and parents and friends concerned about their friends who are busy studying. I think it's been an incredibly difficult year now that we're coming to the end where we're now having, you know, people writing exams and preparing final assessments and projects and the pressure is definitely on and we've been seeing that a lot of students are calling in just feeling overwhelmed and been feeling anxious for so long that now it's really difficult to cope. So a lot of having panic attacks, feeling like they can't study, that they can't do this, um, and it's incredibly difficult for them. So we've been really assisting them on various different things on how to cope with anxiety, study techniques, even just how to manage the stress during this time. And one of the key things is we've also been helping teachers and parents on tips that they can also do um, to help these teenagers and students across the country cope with this difficult period of time where, where all the stress and pressure and often all eyes are on them to perform. A year of adjustments for most people, if not all, especially for matriculants. How important is it for those around them to check in on them to make sure that they're actually coping? It's really important to just not assume that because they're in matric or they're doing exams that they've got this and they've done this before, they know what to do. It's really to check in with them and to find out how are they coping, how are they feeling and having those connect conversation, finding out what subject is the most difficult, how is the studying going. Often people have done the same study methods for so long and trying new techniques is also important. But having those conversations, don't underestimate that your team, because they seem to be coping on the outside, that they are actually coping. We've also seen and heard about a lot of people who say they had no idea that their child was depressed. They had no idea they were considering suicide. In a case like that, what are some of the hidden factors that aren't always seen out in the light when it comes to depression and suicide? It's often very difficult to pick them out if you don't know. And this is why we at SADAG say everyone should know the warning signs and to look out for them. We also know it's hard to have that direct conversation with your child to say, do you have thoughts of ending your life? Do you have thoughts of killing yourself? These are things that are not easy conversations to have, but they're so important. So being aware of the signs and symptoms of depression, sometimes it doesn't look what we see in the movies. Um, it's signs and symptoms that if we can link them all together, it could make sense and paint a better picture. So knowing that depression is a whole body illness that affects the way we think, the way we feel, the way we behave and act to others. It has physical symptoms, so it could be headaches, digestive problems, neck pain, back problems. It could also be some emotional symptoms, withdrawing, isolating, uh, quick to anger, crying a lot, feeling negative. Some of the warning signs to look out for suicide include talking about this or saying things like, I wish I wasn't here anymore or everyone would be better off if I was dead or I can't do this anymore. And they might be using platforms like social media or going online or WhatsApp or sending these messages, not necessarily saying them. So those are also big red flags. And it's important to remember that 75% of people who do end their life by suicide give off warning signs. So if we can be aware of those warning signs and the symptoms, we can get help before it's too late. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.